Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat Weekly Podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name's Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. And joining us once again is Esther. Sorry about that guys. No, you're welcome. You're welcome to stay around the table, around the microphone because this is a big one. This is E.T., a movie that everyone saw growing up, a film that people loved. Everyone's seen this one. It's possible to find someone who's not seen E.T., the story the beloved story of a of a boy making friends with an alien from another world, finding that common ground. The honestly, the the storyline, the emotion, the soundtrack, the, the epicness the of epicness. the scenes. This mate. film was on all the time oh, in my house growing up. Oh my god! I, I, do you want know Steven Spielberg all over this film, mate? Yeah, has he seen it? Uh, I'm going to say no to that one. Oh God, here we go. This is going to be a great, great episode. No, it's <laughs> I'm going to contribute so much. Uh, now I know that you shouldn't ask a lady her age, but how old are you, Esther? 24. So at 24, so you've never seen E.T.? Not once. Has it just not come up in conversations? Just never been on TV? Why you, you never I've thought- never seen it when I've been flicking through the channels, haven't seen it on streaming. But you know what the- you've heard of it. <laughs> it's the one with the finger. Oh God, help us. <laughs> not my dad. <laughs> Always your dad. And the famous quote- E.T. phone, e. phone, phone just, home. The famous quote, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's that thing that people say, isn't there? It's just, it's just he gets a finger, right? <laughs> No, uh, E.T., this episode is long overdue in the Sorry You're My Seat podcast. We've often looked at movies from the 80s, although we look at films from every um, every decade and across multiple genres. The 80s is a place that we continually revisit due to its awesomeness and pop culture. And it's amazing that we haven't done E.T. yet. It is maybe the defining film. It's everyone's childhood film. And I come from this in such a weird place in comparison to everyone else. Because you know what E.T. to me was, mate? I saw this film loads of times, so many times when I was ill and I always this film is always when I'm sick when I'm feeling ill I'm always thinking oh fuck I saw this sorry team when I felt this ill it, it's weird that is weird it's but weird. I can see it I is can that see your marker it. of illness do you know what it is it's because there's two things because when I was ill this is the film I didn't own this film this is the film that was on was on ITV and the old man went right VCR mate record it when the when the ads come on stop oh hero <laughs> hero mate hero. Not, that's that, timing that was, that's that was a dad that cared <laughs> If you had a dad that didn't pause the uh, adverts, didn't, didn't love you. <laughs> I, I, I like it as well that in James's household, it was like, yeah, oh, I'm too ill, I'm too ill. Do you want to watch E.T.? No, I'm too ill. Fucking hell, he must be ill. That's, that's the film we watch when he's ill. <laughs> and then I remember the scene in it, um, the scene in it where Elliot tries to, uh, if spoilers, he tries to pretend to be sick. And I tried, never fucking worked. I'm almost like, get the fuck. Salt water, mate. <laughs> Salt water. I learned that in year seven, I think, year eight. Just get a, just get a glass of water with a load of salt in it. You will vomit quick. Oh. See, my mum always did the line, okay, you're feeling ill. Go to school, see how long you last. Oh, that's that's a cop out. Oh, yeah, go out. to school. And if you can make it the day, that's good. Although, as we're about to discuss in this movie, she has no problem leaving her kids at home, including a little young Drew Barrymore, who must be, what, six in this film? Five? Yeah. There is a whole seat section in this where she's like, yeah, you're right, I've just got to dip out for a little bit. Yeah. She's five years old. She's five. Jesus. She's fine as an alien. So, <laughs> uh, referencing our sci-fi episode, and of course, we did a Spielberg top ten episode as well. So, we have touched on ET. ET's touched us. We've touched him, him as well. Do, do, is it weird that you automatically assume ET's a boy, a male? Yeah. Because yeah. they do. Elliot does say at one point he is a boy because Drew Barrymore's character Gertie says, "Try to dress him up as a girl." And yeah. Then he's like, it's, it's "Is like, it a boy or a girl?" And he's like, "No, it's a boy." Which makes me think, what happened in the bathroom scene when the camera cut? <laughs> She's like, oh, I've got one of them. <laughs> and that was you his finger. Do. <laughs> Look, mine glows as well. <laughs> um, the film was originally called 
one ticket to a boy's life. Oh, that is that's bad, isn't it? Can that you, doesn't age well. Yeah, have you ever seen that? Movie? Have you? Ever, do you want to go watch One Ticket to a Boy's Life? But again, sometimes in Hollywood, they put these titles out there to detract people from trying to leak scripts and steal ideas. Oh, E.T. the extraterrestrial would have had a lot of people. People would be like, "Oh, yeah, alien well, film." Well, Spielberg had done Close Encounters, so if people knew that Spielberg was looking at doing another sci-fi movie, um, yeah, I, it, it could have been, and it was, it was uh, sued for plagiarism by quite a few people afterwards as well. Oh. Um, but yeah, it, one ticket to a boy's life is completely shit. Yeah. <laughs> name for a movie. Also doesn't really make that much sense. Wait, oh, can wait. we do that as an episode? Shittest movie titles. Yes. We've got to do that. That's Half a, past dead wins. Half past dead wins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, episode done. <laughs> yeah. Death Wish 4. How many wishes does this fucking bloke have? You get three wishes. <laughs> Death Wish 4, no more wishes. <laughs> Um, it's iconic it's it's, uh, it's classed as one of the greats some say perfect some say faultless it's praised for its storyline its acting its use of visual effects E.T. is regarded as one of cinema's greatest achievements I would put it in this category it is the perfect Sunday 4 o'clock movie oh uh, yeah, yeah I can see that Film lovers, film goers know exactly what I mean by that. Four o'clock on a Sunday is a special place for, for watching a film. It's because, a cosy time. Yeah, you're not going to watch this at like, you know, eight o'clock at night on Friday. Go, oh, do you want to watch E.T.? No, it belongs you're on gonna a Sunday. You're going to watch it Tuesday at 10, 10 a.m. in the morning. You're just like, no, I'm going to watch it's, Homes Under the Am. It's like a normal person. <laughs> like a normal unemployed person. <laughs> I love the idea that you've seen that. What Homes Under the Am? I actually yeah. love that I, show. I, 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 fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's the only thing I've got me, I play. Uh, we've also touched upon E.T. in episodes when we looked at home video as well. E.T. was one of the first movies to break out into home video, was one of the first movies to be pirated, and also was uh, responsible for marketing at the beginning of movies. So when E.T. was released on home release, it had a Pepsi advert at the beginning, which was a gateway to many uh, product placements and um, advertisements at the beginning of film. And E.T. fucking spawned the biggest, the biggest, in my opinion, um, product placement film called Mac and Me, which is exactly the same story, except for he goes and buys him a McDonald's. <laughs> that's nearly true. That's, 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 that's nearly 100% accurate what happens. There you go, same story, buys him a McDonald's instead of gets finger blasted. <laughs> I mean, 982 as well, if we go back, was a big year for sci-fi <laughs> and film. It was the year that The Thing came out and The Wrath of Khan. Um, but oh, also you had... What a year! You had Poltergeist and First Blood. And to think E.T. was the little film that could... Um, actually would go on to not just beat the box office, not just be number one at the cinema uh, for 16 weekends consecutively, but would actually set a record for biggest box office for over a decade, which is they'd only be beaten by Jurassic Park. So Spielberg beat his own title. I love the fact that it's just him flexing on his own. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll do that in a mm. few years. Um, E.T. is a science fiction uh, adventure movie from 1982 which centres around a young boy named Elliot who builds an unlikely relationship and friendship with an alien who is left behind on Earth and needs help getting home. Aww. It's simple. We've all been there. One minute you're collecting the pizza and the next minute you're throwing a baseball at the shed uh, only to find a friendly uh, botanist alien. Did it's pick- weird that he's a botanist which I didn't realise until this week. I, know, I did pick that up as a kid when I was watching it. <laughs> Um, oh, the little green thumb. He's just there. He's just collecting his samples. His mate's cut and run. What are you going to do? Elliot uh, lures him into his bedroom. That sounds worse <laughs> than I mean it to. That, that's the kid. Lure yeah. The alien that's it. Bedroom. Yeah. Using candy. You would, though. Yeah. Mate, you, mate, you fucking would. You've got an alien kid. That fucking mushroom. Well, you want a bag of him as your own, don't you? Yeah. 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 Alien <laughs> comes in. He's yours. You want to you you know have fucking, dibs. You want know your annoying sister to be like, put him in makeup so, and shit. There was one time that where I... Where I <laughs> Where I lured a swan in. <laughs> yeah, to my bedroom. Yes. 
Are you guys from so, Lincoln? No, so so we went we went to Centre Parks years ago. And uh-huh. uh, James James went out with our previous host Sam. You yeah. went out like swimming we or to the beer or, or something. Yeah. And so Cedar Parks is famous for the fact that at your back door you often get squirrels and wildlife. And this swan came in. I was like, "Fuck it, let's see how far I could take this." So I just laid a trail of bedrooms <laughs> right the way to James and Sam's joint bedroom. Yep. Yeah, never an alien though, but I do feel like I'm qualified to, if, if I needed to do it. I mean, you've done the, you know, level one, alien is level two. You've done yeah. the MVQ, <laughs> fucking alien capture. Yeah. <laughs> the top tier is James Woods. <laughs> <laughs> that is a family guy joke. <sighs> yes. Uh, the film is a nod to America's post-60s fascination and UFO paranoia, whilst also being a homage to B-movies and sci-fi, plays with themes of imaginary friends. And does your best friend have to be uh, another kid? It's a pre-teen Peter Pan Wizard of Oz fantasy. This also uh, explores mature themes like loss, loss of innocence, loss of childhood, loss of family and friends moving on with their lives. Many film historians also comment that the film is reflective of Steven Spielberg's own life when his parents broke up. Yeah, you can say it. Well, what I, the one thing I've never seen this film and the one thing that you always constantly get badgered is when, talk, when people talk about E.T. being a great film, Religious notes are like, it's the story of Jesus. It's, it's like, it's fucking not. No. <laughs> They're like, he came down and befriended someone, died and came out to life. I was like, yeah, <laughs> so did fucking Jack Bauer. Definitely, in have a, definitely have a Jesus joke though, we hear later on. I was going to say, does this solve the, you know, endless question of what colour was Jesus' skin? Yeah, green. I love the fact that, that Jesus what, is a green I man. I love a sequel that explored the possibility that they've been here before mm. in the year zero. <laughs> <laughs> there was a sequel we're going to get onto that in a minute fuck off yeah yeah and uh, sorry I didn't mean to swear there's a I revelation don't... about the sequel as well which I'll tell it you it is moment. about Jesus uh, no no but, but obviously E.T. is the reason why we have easter eggs <laughs> that's, that's the uh, that's the real take home message from this episode Ooh. a storyline though it's deep it's a movie that you, you can watch it uh, I mean Esther obviously not the, the case for this but you can watch it different times of your life and see different stories see different meanings yeah. For example, there's a storyline missed by many younger viewers of Elliot's father who grew up and left the family to be with another woman, alienating the young boy. And by the end of the movie, he has to come to terms with E.T. leaving, but this time for the right reasons, which in turn makes the family come closer. It's a very, very well-written, well-directed movie. I like films like that with layers. Yeah, this is, this is Spielberg's great at this. His, his layers of, like, the idea that... And I'm going to throw it out there. Like Indiana Jones's relationship with his father, you can actually see in the first two episodes. Like maybe that's why he takes chances and that type of thing. He's always got great layers in his stories. Spielberg is a master when he gets something in front of him, a masterpiece. He knows how to make it work. He also brings the best out of child actors. Oh, yeah. And E.T. is probably the shining, the, the shining uh, uh, you know. True. <coughs> True. Very much phenomenal in this. Like, yeah. like legit, but better than she was as an, an adult. So she auditioned <laughs> for Poltergeist that Spielberg was a producer on, and then uh, he said, no, but I've got another role for you, and it was this. Wow. I've always hated Elliot Smugface, though. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I've always looked him in the face and gone, you dick. <laughs> I mean, it's a great performance. We're going to talk about that. Um, so we're a Stranger Things that is probably the most, uh, I suppose, the most relevant, uh, you know, piece of pop culture at the moment, effectively uses nostalgia uh, to its advantage. E.T. is one of the movies from the 80s that was a trailblazer. The Walkmans, the clothes, the hairstyles, the cars, the way the people spoke, the tropes that we now consider cliche, such as it's an adult story through the eyes of children or it's a story where only the children can save the day because the adults are too busy being grown up. Again, that Peter Pan feeling. Um, they're only they're crushed, mate. They're crushed by fucking paying the bills. The kids that's it. The kids are innocent. They just you like, need childhood imagination. You do. And yeah. You need childhood imagination to save. Spiel, Spielberg and 80s movies did that brilliantly where it's almost like being an adult means you've lost the magic. 
And, yeah. and that's always like a kind of reoccurring theme. The fucking literally, literally in Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like literally, you've literally lost the magic, you old. But going back, Hulk, Hulk for all its uh, for all its negatives and box office, box office bombing was a very the child the childhood actors were fine in that movie. Yeah. That's not a criticism of that movie. Again, goes back to Spielberg's. I love Hulk. Yeah, I, I don't mind Hulk. Have you seen Hulk? Oh, you're such a dick. No, I have done. It's what they put on at school and it was raining and we weren't allowed outside. Oh, ours was the witches. I can't remember what ours was. It was probably a documentary on tanks or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brutal school. But we had to, but yeah, so interesting thing about revisiting ET this week is all these cliches and tropes that we look at now, these were very organic in 82 and particularly in this movie. So I imagine if a younger audience uh, or Esther who hasn't seen the movie goes back and watches it, these are familiar themes that you would notice from obviously being rehashed and rejigged nowadays. But it's always interesting when you go back to one of the sources. And I'm not saying ET was the source, but it was certainly one, you know, from 82, it certainly kind of underpins a lot of the things that we now see as cliche. I mean, it's a bit of a side note, but I've just finished watching La Cobra Kai. And because of that, I then went and watched Karate Kid. Yeah, it's is- very weird watching Karate Kid and getting nostalgic for a TV series that's nostalgic about the film. It is, do you know what, actually, that was actually something that's really, that's a really good point. So we've seen Cobra Kai from series one, and then I've seen, obviously, the idea of an 80s film being turned several years later into like a story of like, oh, maybe it wasn't what you saw. And it was really weird watching this film from Esther's perspective where she hadn't seen the film first. It was, it was really, you should do it with more films. Like, genuinely, mm. like... We'll Play around go, with the we, time frames. So I'm going to make Esther watch E.T. and then see how she thought about it coming out the other way. It was really interesting. Well, can you imagine if Hollywood just pulled a fucking blinder where there's a TV show... Or just, sorry, there's like a, a film like John Wick comes out mm. and then for 20 <coughs> years there's been a secret that Keanu Reeves shot a TV series... Yes. ...that was never I'd be shown... I all about that. And it shows the origin of him when he was younger. So they don't have to de-age or anything. Like, played the long game. I know John Markovich has done that now, and he's made a film that's not to be released for 100 years. Oh, I didn't know that. So he'll be long, obviously long gone by the time. No, he's, he's immortal. That is it, yeah. He's uh, He's been around since the days of Christ. <laughs> it's easy, <easy>, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so John Markovich has done a movie that's now in a vault and will not be released, in, I think it's until uh, 100 years has, has passed. But what? I like that time capsule sense. That'd be mm. awesome, wouldn't it? It'd be a Nick Cage movie. It would definitely. 100% Nick Cage has done a movie that is in a vault somewhere that will not be released. See, the movies I really want to watch, things I know that I'll never get access to but I really want to, are all the Scientology confessions for celebrities. I think that'd make a great movie. It will leak one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a lot of you can say. They are going to say, like, Aladdin 2, Jafar's Revenge. <laughs> no, no, no one watched that, James. The live-action remake coming 2023. <laughs> Fucking, I still, I'm, I'm hoping that they do a sequel to The Lion King 2, live action, just so I can say it's been redundant twice now. Return of Jafar is not a bad movie. Okay. And they couldn't get Robert Williams, so they got the guy who did Homer Simpson's voice. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's why you come to this podcast. Yeah. For those <laughs> kind of this, facts. This is why you download the ET episode. So you, can find out, so you can find out Dan Castell voiced for fucking... <laughs> I swear to God, that is true. I believe, I believe it. Do you know what? I found a bit of trivia for the last episode. Yeah. Do you want it in this episode? Because that's how that's how chronology works. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. So Netflix started as something in someone's office. Yeah. That office was actually a garage, and it was two friends starting up, and they didn't have any money. And this is the story that they've wit they've weaved. And what they did instead is they used an old door from when they were having house renovations and turned that into the desk. Oh. oh. And that's the organic home origins of Netflix. Yeah, but who voiced Jafar in the sequel to Aladdin Two? Um, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yes, he's right. 
Yeah. <laughs> we fucking win. That would be weird. <laughs> I can't see Mel Gibson voicing a genie in a, in a film set in the Middle East. In the Middle East. I genuinely, that's where we're going. Yeah. I mean, that would be fucking all good, right? Yeah. I'd love to see that. E.T. is a. Also, it's worth mentioning, is a is a is a well-made movie. It's, oh. it's very consistent. We see through the, the we see the movie through the eyes of kids, so that the interpretation of, for example, characters like the scientists or those in hazmat suits are shown as villains or shot to look like villains because the kids see them as villains, but they are not. If you watch the movie, they are scientists. They're trying to help. They're trying to contain. They're trying to learn. They're trying to do things that NASA does. For no reason, but you know the main scientist who tries to talk to Elliot when yeah, they're... Always Kyoto, thought, yeah. I always thought he was Elliot's dad for no reason. I, I, as a kid, weird, isn't it? Yeah. I was just, I was just like, is that, why is it his dad? Because yeah. it implies that he knows them. Yeah. Oh, but it doesn't, it doesn't jump. What, what it doesn't do, like you'd see in a lot of films, is cut away to a scene of the scientists talking, deliberating. We don't get any of that because we see we the movie see through it. the eyes of the kids and what they see. So uh, what they don't know, we don't know. So it, it, that, And the other thing it does is the eye of the camera doesn't change throughout the movie uh, like it may do with something like Stranger Things or It, in that the, the, the uh, cinematography is often shot at, at kids' level. So you don't see an adult's face other than the Dee Williams, the mum, until the third act, so a lot of the so sign, you know, so even the scenes in um, in I the school, notice that, yeah, the scenes in the school, you don't see the teacher's face because you are supposed to be at the eye level of a child. It's a very, very, very well made movie. Um, I mean that alone, Esther. Surely you'll be thinking, "Et." I'm intrigued now, and part of that is because I was so tall as a kid, I could always see someone's face. <laughs> So now I want to see what it's like for normal children. If you are so tall, I've got the greatest two films for you on Netflix. I think called Tall oh God, Girl no. and Tall Girl 2. <laughs> still we, still, still, still the tall. That debate of our age. <laughs> still, still, still tall. I want them to get to, I want them to, get to two or six, and then it, sort of I'll just be four. <laughs> what I really like about E.T. as well is that the actions of the kids are really honest and feel genuine they don't storm a laboratory they don't come up with an elaborate plan to hide an alien in, you know, or, 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 or booby traps around a house like you would see in many other films that are told through the eye points to children they have no idea what to do with this mm. alien they poorly hide it in plain sight they end up having to escape on push bikes there's no grand plan you know which I really really like about this it completely Holds up. They today. are they are lucky that ET obviously before he came to Earth did his lessons. You know on oh this if you get stalked this is a, this is this is all the shit you'll need to this communicate is the process. with us. This is all, this is the process because if he wanted it if he was thick as shit <laughs> then he'd just be like how do we get you home? Of <laughs> <laughs> all his powers as well. Of all his fucking powers like telekinesis he can he can make wounds heal he can bring he can. Regenerate life in plants and all this kind of thing. No, don't have a built-on GPS though, does he? <laughs> don't have a, doesn't don't have a home Vodafone. beacon. Knob. <laughs> wow, all the memes that have come from this that would have helped him at the time. Oi, Dave, have you not noticed I'm not on the fucking plane, you moat? <laughs> what three <laughs> words? Turn, turn, turn the, the fuck around. All the others are, wait till he's further enough away. Wait till he's... Go. Right, go, 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 he stinks. <laughs> I don't want him sat on this Just plane. What that fucking freak? Do you see that finger thing? <laughs> what weird... I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to tell you now that uh, E.T.'s name is Zrek. I don't like that. Z-R-E-K. No. There was a sequel script that was released and the big revelation is that he has a name. And it How was there a fuck is it? What, did he, did, they, did he get on board? And then they, they go, oh, you? No, fuck off. Apparently it was <laughs> the, it, apparently that the kids need help later on in life and, <laughs> as teenagers. Oh, and so then, it's like um, oh, and and Mary Poppins thing. Mary they, Poppins they returns to help you out. Oh, yeah. Luckily, E.T., they left all that equipment there. The scientists couldn't be asked. They're like, oh, it communicates through his face. Fuck it, leave it where it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes back. It's uh, the film holds up. I mean, if you go 
go back to you know ET. It's a classic story. Um, it, it's a film that introduces us to main characters early, so it's not drawn out. It has a three act structure, and the cinematography by Alan Devell is classic eighties feel. It has a heart that kids will gravitate towards, but it also speaks to uh, older audiences as it's good natured. The alien comes in peace, not to kill. That's that's nice. Do you know what I'm looking forward to when I actually do watch this movie? This is a weird episode. It really... <laughs> we're talking about this great episode. You're like, I'm waiting to watch this. Well, I'm about to spoil the shit out of this movie. <laughs> Thank you, I can't wait. No, it's, I think one of my favourite things to watch in storytelling and movies and whatever it is, it, is when you've not got a clear villain. And it's not about good and evil, it's about mm. humanity. I think that's far more interesting. The, the shot that sticks with you, the shot that sticks with you, the, the people in, in hazmat series, because they look alien. And weirdly, in this film about an alien visit... It's the humans that are alien. It's, it's the humans that are alien. And, and, and it's really weird, like, when they're chasing him in, like, this tube, they put the tube down in, like, yeah. the house is... The house, you know when Dexter's about to kill someone? It looks like that. <laughs> and also, it's also weird, is, is that... It's not a guy in a hazmat suit like we see now with the pandemic and PPE and stuff. It's a full-on spaceman. He's <laughs> yeah. an astronaut. Actually, yeah, it's just, it's just like, why <laughs> the, the fuck that space? <laughs> the fucking moon? <laughs> not, not to sound like a little child, but in my head, I'm just imagining the other guy who comes in Monsters Inc. when there's a sock on the monster's back. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. all like, zoom. That's what I'm imagining. Well, I, I'm kicking myself now because had I known that you hadn't seen this movie, fuck me, I would have, the play by play I'm about to go through, I would have put loads of stuff over. And, and then ET got his penis out. <laughs> I would have fucking True put loads false. of stuff in there. Oh, we missed a trick here. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But don't worry. We'll, we'll, what we'll do is in the future, we'll bring Esther on for like a film. Probably something like really ridiculous and out there where anything could happen, like mm. Arthur's dead. <laughs> Just make up no, shit. no, no, no. Let, let's do like a let's do a historical film. Braveheart. <laughs> Have you seen Braveheart? No, I haven't. Mel Gibson gets his knob out. Honestly, he does. It's you know what? I believe that. It's because he loses uh, uh, Tetris on the Game Boy. So, uh, <laughs> so, I'm getting, that, so you know what? actually, I just realised. No. The sequel to Highland. We'll do Highlander 2 because fuck you. You would think we're making that. Do you know, we, we could have done it to Judge Dredd. No, don't you ever slander that name. Anyway. I'm not, I'm not slandering, but if you told me a guy came out of a noodle machine. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Mm. I would not have thought you were being true. Um, yeah, E.T. is a, it's a, it's a good-natured movie. The alien comes in peace, not to kill. Like, as an adult, you realise E.T. isn't dying because of Earth's atmosphere or exposure to bacteria. It's because he's homesick. He misses his family. It falls in the category of film that I put in, uh, you know, so we have The Vault where we put our greatest movies of all yes. time. There are films that I think film fans will associate and gravitate towards as just, they are. Uh, it's not that you even want to say why they're this good. They just are. It's movies like Truman Show, um, Back to the Future, Toy Story, Home Alone, Goonies. They're a special, they're a, they're a special group of film that, you might find a special for one reason, I might find, but universally are loved as like it's just a it's just a good film, and ET is definitely in there. People Paddington, ET, e. Paddington wins. ET is that film. It, this is do you know what I'd say? ET was the Paddington of the eighties. It's a special movie. It was yeah. ridiculously. I, the only person I can find that has anything negative to say about it is is me. Yeah. And, and, and that's you not, can find negatives in anything. I can. That's my positive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive. I can find negative anything, but but not in a negative way. I just. When this film comes on, I go, oh, don't feel very well. <laughs> because because that's, you just start shitting. Because you just start, start <laughs> the sweats come in. Yeah, it's, it's because that's why I associate this film with it. the vapors. Every time this film comes on, I have a twinge, I go, oh, I'm being ill. Your second you see ET's finger. <laughs> Not again. Ultimately, <laughs> this film has to rely on Elliot and ET's friendship to feel genuine and to feel believable because, because that's because if, if you didn't what weird yeah exactly he the piss out it, it anchors on that question 
Henry Thomas, who plays Elliot in this, obviously we know the child actor who then actually removed himself from fame, didn't like the attention as an eleven-year-old. Yeah, um, couldn't go outside without being like paparazzi. So he, you know, we know, we do know now that he's back and he's been in things like uh, Haunting of Hill House and all the, you know, and he just seemed to have like a resurgence of his career. Um, but yeah, I think I think his performance is very, very good as a child actor. As a 10-year-old actor, I, I struggle, maybe other than Dakota Fanning in I Am Sam, I probably struggle to think of a better childhood performance. There's a, is it McKenna Grace? Who's McKenna now Grace coming is out. awesome, yeah, yeah. And she's sort of every child role you can imagine she, she is. She was everything, wasn't she? You need yeah. a young Sabrina, McKenna Grace. You know, if you needed a young uh, Captain Marvel, McKenna Grace. Like she was the person. Even she in, should go to. Yeah, even in even in Handmaid's Tale, you need a young handmaid, McKenna Grace. She's just the person, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, let's not get on to Handmaid's Tale. Elliot does such a great job of being whimsical. In a film where you need to see genuine wonder, which is something you don't pick up as a child. When you, you watch it as a child, you're like, oh, I was just a kid. But you realise that as an adult, it's like, it must be really hard in that situation for a child to act against what is essentially a man in a rubber prop suit. And kudos to him for going with it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, going back to Spielberg, but getting the best out of childhood actors, this is a rare example of a movie shot in chronological order. Far really? So that the kids... must have been easy for the kids. So the yeah. kids could get... So the wow. kids could follow that story with that character. There at some points was an animatronic. At other times it was a it was a puppet. It was... At other times it was just hands on a stick, you know, that were being shot. Um, <laughs> you know, but... So, sorry, I know what you mean, because why would you have the rest of it if it's just in the corner? Just because you have to do a bloke going, yeah, meet his hands. Yeah. <laughs> and in the credits, it's E.T. hands. John. <laughs> <laughs> It's worth saying that like uh, Star Wars, although with less angry fans, the film has had various <laughs> special editions, re-releases, anniversaries, extra scenes, special effects, and CGI added throughout the years. Most noticeably, I think, the scene towards the end of the movie, uh, spoiler, uh, Esther, there's a scene with some cops who in the original court had shotguns. They've later been CGI'd out to have walkie-talkies, make it more children-friendly wow. and given the, you know, the nature it was the of 80s. You'll have to police brutality. <laughs> Yeah, it's Aiden, fucking shoot it! <laughs> and that's, that's, where, that's where the argument came from, from fans online. It was E.T. shot first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say that this week I watched the 2002 special edition that clearly has added CG that was not around in the 80s, but it didn't change the viewing experience. If anything, it enhanced it, James. Oh, Esther, it made it better. It smoothed it out. It did, and, and it made E.T., who I still think was believable back in the 80s, and I think if you put a kid in front of it now, would still think E.T. is believable, but it does add certain fun scenes to the movie as well. So which one would you go for? Of all the renditions, all the different add-ons and CGI, which one would you 40th recommend? 40th anniversary one. 40th yeah. anniversary, how yeah. come? It, because again, it just it, the, the, the CG can enhance a movie mm. um, when done right and done properly. I don't mind in Star Wars when the lightsabers look brighter or the or the or the pews are a little bit better. I don't <laughs> mind. They're that. fine. The only bits that like, you don't like are when they've added CGI ones for no reason. Just like oh, I'm driving during down Tatooine. Here's a scene that makes no sense. Oh, there you go. We'll See, just I still don't this. mind that. I don't. Oh, I, what I don't want. Is I don't. I don't want Force Ghost Anakin. You know, I like my Anakin. Yeah, when they I, creep, that, they the I like my Anakin bold and unrecognizable. Yeah, because because <laughs> what I love about it is at the end of it when he shows up, Luke Skywalker, you go, who the fuck are you? Because you're not the bloke whose mask I just took off. He's like, I'm your father. Oh, you, you look like this when you killed all the kids. Yeah. Oh, great. Mm. Yeah. You you you've Cheers redeemed that one. Destroyed you've, you've destroyed redeemed. Coruscant. Who I know you can say was <coughs> Grand Marfin. Grand Tarsan. Yeah, I know you. Man. I know you can, but it's it's all really Darth Vader, blue, you know, no. planet. 
he just torture his daughter. Yeah. yeah. And then last week he's like, sorry. Oh, I'll, I'll kill this <laughs> one guy. Mate. Oh, you've well good. Yeah, I'll get rid of the Emperor. <laughs> oh, he's all fucking good now, the ship's burning. <laughs> he's fucking the Ormond. The Ormond fuck you is like, the table's turned. I need to prove I'm good. Right, I'm going to throw me boss down a shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you shafted him. Uh, E.T. That was terrible. Right, sorry, but that was terrible. E.T. E.T. The extraterrestrial, e. I'm ready. Um, yeah, I, I think it's... Uh, uh, we're going to go into an overview then. So let's just look at uh, some housekeeping. We've already talked about Spielberg. we talked about cinematography. The cast includes Henry Thomas, who I think is excellent, a young Drew Barrymore, Robert McNaughton, Casey Martell, D. Williams, uh, and C. Thomas Howell, it nearly had Corey Fieldman in it because, oh, because it was the 80s. Because it was the 80s. <laughs> and someone still had a career. But he was pulled out last minute, but he was, uh, again, Spielberg being the nice chap, did then put him in Gremlins. So um, it was directed by Steven Spielberg, who at this point, we've got to mention as well, already had Jaws under his belt, already had Close Encounters, had Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. This, this, do you know what? I don't think we, we say enough about his filmography. You know, we see his filmography now, it's got about four films on it. You're like, I'm good. And then there's some shit in there. This is genuinely a stellar. I think Spielberg is the is the is the top dog though. Because it? even when you look at films that maybe I don't really like, like AI, I think is crap. Oh, I love that film. Well, AI, the bits that you don't like, you know, the ending. What's really weird about it is that that's not Steven Spielberg because he obviously took it over from. Oh, fuck it. Is it Kubrick? No, it wasn't Kubrick. Right. That story was meant for another actor, and he did everything for another director. And the story behind that is phenomenal. Do you know what? I'll research it and I'll bring it up in the future. We're no, doing an AI episode. Yeah, I don't want to waste time here. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It, it, I was going to say it's also written by Melissa Matheson, who did Indian in the Cupboard. What a fucking film! Exactly. I didn't know that, mate. Have you ever seen Esther? Have you ever seen Indian in the Cupboard? I've never heard of it. Basically, oh. what a title! You put a, you put a toy in a cupboard and then Aye. you lock it and then you lock it. Come back, it's come, it's come to life. He's in there. We talked about special, special memories. Cool. Special memories. Yeah. It's like Five Childs in It. Right, Have you ever watched that? Five Childs in It. Again, what? Five Kids. It, there's a big thing. Right? Oh, five it, Kids. No, 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 no. It's a big thing with British cinema and British stories and stuff about kids being evacuated and being sent to the countryside to live with an old man. Yeah. yeah. Who, in this case, they find a little gremlin in the sand that can grant, grant wishes. Oh, I like that. Awesome. An Indian in the cupboard and, and the children in it are two films that have a special place in my heart. That's, that's and Dustin checks in. All right, there's three films, James. Dustin checks in. What a film. I saw that for my friend David's birthday. And then afterwards got kicked in the nuts by a bully. <laughs> <laughs> what is There you so go. Better than Uncle Buck? Oh, mate, that's the watch Uncle Buck. Like, oh, did you like it? Oh, it was glorious. It's She's fucking film, better done, mate, because it's been a year I've been trying to get her to watch it. What? Uh, well, you had a busy week, didn't you? Wrath of Khan and then Uncle Buck. Oh, you spoil this lady, yeah, did you? I mean, no. she's like Netflix. princess, really. Yeah, Netflix, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, written by uh, Melissa Matheson, but it was also inspired by the short story by Jonathan Sales. Music was, of course, from John Williams. Iconic score. Yeah. E.T.'s such a good score. E.T.'s. Um, the film was released on Universal and Amblin Entertainment, which is obviously then means that it was produced by Spielberg, but also Kathleen Kennedy. I think this was the first. Kathleen Kennedy production. Yeah. Obviously now we figured things like Star Wars and stuff, but no, she's, she, she's the, she's the name. It, no, it, it, yeah. Um, also changed the, it became the studio logo. Obviously the famous scene from here then became the studios. Was it studios from the production Amblin, company? Yeah. yeah. Um, Carlo Rambaldi uh, was the special effects wizard that was responsible for bringing E.T. to life, who won an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects in the film. But he also worked, uh, the Italian artist, sorry, also worked on movies like King Kong and Alien. to safe hands in this film. It's worth mentioning uh, for for me, I believe that those special effects are outstanding. And as a kid, I thought 100 percent ET was real. Yeah. Like, I, as a kid, I remember watching it, being like, "That little thing is real." I it think looks that's magical, though. 
Do you? And you see something you're like, yeah, I could... But I think even as a kid, I didn't believe in certain things and knew even at a young, young age that they, you know... I, 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 This isn't me trying to sound like big and clever. I don't think I ever believed in Santa. I don't think I ever did. People, I, I remember the exact it. place I was, though, when my dad told me wrestling weren't real. I remember the exact place I was so do I. when my dad casually turned around from driving. We was at a red light. Yeah. And just went, you do know wrestling's not real? Yeah, so do I. Oof. It was fucking awkward because it was 2020. <laughs> and we, yeah, were, I was and we were on our way to the WrestleMania. Tomorrow. It was last time and everyone saw your dad as well. It was a fucking weird day, wasn't it? So it's going to be all Johnny Big Bollocks. I was like, oh, I never believed in Santa. No, I remember the moment my sister realised that Santa wasn't real and did that. Oh my God, there's no such person as Santa. What a bitch. I was three, there three years younger and I was like, oh, Oh, okay. And then to make it feel better, she wrote in lipstick because that's the only thing she had around on a piece of paper. Santa, I know you're real. So that I believe in Santa still. Oh. They say the death Didn't of childhood is when you, uh, the end of childhood, sorry, is when you come to contact with death and learn of people passing. But I think it's, it's, it's Santa. what you've just said, it's 100%. The death of childhood is when uh, you realise wrestling ain't real, James. <laughs> hey. Speaking of awards, the film was nominated for nine Academy Awards. It won Best Score, Best Visual Effects, Best Sound, Best Editing, Sound Editing. Had a budget of ten point four million, but the movie went on to make seven hundred and ninety-two million. What an investment! Whatever. (laughs) At the box office, Uh, it was commercially at the time cinema's most profitable movie. It beat Star Wars and remained top until Jurassic Park came out, which was in what ninety three. Yeah, no, it's a fucking big time. No one ever talks about a video game. No, it was so bad they fucking dug a hole in the desert and filled it with copies of ET on the Atari, mate. I used to have that game. I used to. Uh, I also. I also used to have Alien vs Predator, and I saw on Facebook a someone completing the game in fifty minutes, and I watched the first thirty before I realised I could just skip to the end because I never got to the end and saw what the big bad was. Yeah, you know? and what was it? Um, it was, was just it a Queen Alien. alien. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. What do you think it was going to be? But I forgot that the Predator <laughs> it could talks. Be anything. And, fucking Bobby Dove. <laughs> <laughs> God, there's a reference that normally people are going uh, the film took, um, sorry, no, the, yeah, the film made 10 million a weekend for eight weekends Jesus straight, <laughs> which would not be matched until Home Alone uh, came out. E.T. was number one for 16 weeks solid. In fact, if you think of box office also, we talked about the great movies. I think Rocky Four came out this year as well. Oh, so they, they, what it was a year. It was a big year for film. Next film we should do. Next film we should be 982. What a year. Can I just say, can I just say someone just went up to fucking... <laughs> This is a license, mate. Could you just print some money? <laughs> you fucking that sounds did. like what they just did, isn't it? Uh, I'm just going to change my charger over. Okay. If this was a professional podcast, Esther, I would no, just, just pause the show. Well, I'm going to do some fucking awesome banter here. Esther, so far, what you've heard, and we haven't even got into the storyline yet. E.T., how jazzed up are you? I'm excited. It sounds magical. It sounds whimsical. You judged. I'm zhuzhed. You ready for it to be fucking ruined? Final point is it took 61 days to shoot. Interestingly, as I've already said, was shot chronologically to benefit the young cast who had to be emotionally attached to the alien for the big climactic ending. One of Spielberg's strengths, as we've already talked about, is he's good at getting scenes from child actors, such as Short Round uh, and even in the movie Hook, which we've already covered. Um... Yeah, and I, I think also rewatching it this week as an adult, and maybe with a little bit more of an eye in film because we do this podcast, mm. the child actors do gel really well, particularly the older brother Mike. Who another interesting thing: Elliot stays neutral throughout the whole movie. He is the same kid at the beginning. I suppose the element to him is that he's overcoming the loss of his dad because yeah. he's kind of experienced what loss is. Growth. But Mike goes through that journey of being at the beginning. You know, the the older brother, the not bully, but the, certainly the. The, the bigger personality, if the you bullshit want. one, yeah, and he gets that connection with his brother, and then he is like the ringleader of getting 
the job done at the end when he rallies the lads up to get on the bikes to I get like ET that. to, you know. So it has really nice kind of character development and the actors do, um, I think, gel really well. And off screen, apparently that was the case. They played together, they did school together. Um, but yeah, shot over 61 days. Now, we're going to go into the play-by-play. And as I've already said, <laughs> the movie that I'm referencing is the 2002 special edition, which would see the 155-minute film extend to over 200 minutes. So there are additional <sighs> scenes and CGI, and also modify dialogue. The movie starts black screen. Oh, it's like swell, eerie sound in the background. We, we're not we're not given John Williams score immediately. ET the extraterrestrial pops up in a bluish purple font, very similar to the thing. How that starts yeah. off. Um, actors' names appear, in, including key members of the film. Now we start to get a little hint of the the, the film's main theme. Something I like like about John Williams is that. He knows when to drop the main the main brass of the score, you know, mm. the full bodied sound of that score. But in between that, you'll get little fluey sounds, you get little He knows how to tease you. Yeah, little melodies in there, so you kind of get a little taste for it. It's nighttime, there's a scary a starry sky. It's a forested area overlooking a suburban landscape. Boom! Spaceship. It's not fuck about. You paid hard money, James, to watch a sci-fi movie with aliens in it. You're getting it within 30 seconds. Different alien ship as well. Different. Doesn't look great. <laughs> Doesn't look great at all. But that, but then that's quite. I put it up there with the Nostradamo from Alien. It looks like mm. like the Nostradamo looks like a fucking like. It would be. I'd hate to work on it. It'd be mm. like, fuck it. It's like a traveling city. This one just looks like the designer's gone. I, I don't care. Just put shit on it. <laughs> Get a shape. Stick another shape on it. Fucking bedazzle the fuck out of it. But eighties bedazzle. The, the, <laughs> just, uh, again, another episode is the spectrum of uh, spaceships. If the Enterprise is at the top, top yes. dollar. Yeah. Uh, that's your. You know. That's your, your sleek mother top dollar. Yeah. Someone's invested in God this. God tier. Yeah, God, God tier. tier. And, and then, then right to the bottom. <laughs> probably this. Probably the, probably the Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be something like that, isn't it? Or, or maybe this. Um, yeah, no messing around. We're straight in there. Huge lights. Yes. Because because I love the fact that the aliens have come. And you still don't really know. As a kid, you don't really know why they're here. Mm. Although researchers tell me they're here to like harvest some sort of specimens, you know. Yeah. So they're here for... You would have thought, secret. Science yeah. shit. You, you would have thought they'd be like a bit more secret if like, oh, turn your lights off, Barry. You got your main beams on. <laughs> or, is it, or is it that we, we don't know anything about E.T. and we're not, we, you know, we learn some of his skills, but maybe shit eyes. <laughs> hey, maybe shit eyes. Maybe license. I should have done spec savers. Yeah, should have got yeah, He's like, fuck, I left, I left me good glasses. I left me reading glasses at home. <laughs> All right, we'll put the big lights on. The camera starts behind the trees. Again, talking about how nice. uh, the cinematography of this, we are putting the eyes of the children. In this case, we peek behind trees, bushes, branches as we come into full um, view of the spaceship. We start seeing the outlines of creatures as they waddle around. There's easily five aliens at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> Quite clearly. Can't walk for shit. Can't walk for shit. Long fingers, as, uh, as, as we keep discussing, but definitely not of this world. The creatures no. on board... A small, frail, tan-coloured, long arms, small legs, big heads. Ugly as fuck. You think so? Yes. I mean, I'm not saying I'd date you. No, too, I'm just but... saying, if, like, if you've got... Right, so, if you've got all the aliens, <laughs> God's tier, you've mm. got, like, the tw- the Twi'leks from Star Wars, mate. <laughs> you've got E.T.'s, like, quite towards the end. One of those, isn't E.T.'s in Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that little shit like that. Yeah, so, obviously, there's a Yoda reference in this, and then it was repaid yeah. in front of the Menace when you saw the, the aliens from E.T. Um... But you know, changing of the times nowadays. If you're, if you're, they didn't make ET fluffy, cuddly like Baby Yoda. That's true. And he's or, not green. Yeah, I assumed he was green. He looks like a wrinkled ball. He looks like <laughs> he screen. Really honest does. to God, honest to God. If Mary Berry had a ball sack, 
Wow. It would be E.T. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it would, it would. Um, I mean, yeah, it was the fact you've just said that, and you were like, "Is he disgusted?" It's like that. Read your description. <laughs> and also, also, we don't know if Mary Berry does have a ball sack. Yeah, she maybe does. Yeah. I mean, let's not decide for her. So <laughs> short. Let's not assume. <laughs> um, well, what happens next, mate? I like how they're they're foraging around, they're collecting samples. We go in the ship as well. Mm. We see inside the ship. It's like a greenhouse. There's an owl sound outside, something new, something different for these aliens. They stop. All their chests glow red. I really like that scene. Yeah. They all stop in unison and 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 then their chests just glow. Again, giving us a little bit more um, about these aliens, a bit, a bit more mystery about who they are. One of the aliens has wandered a little bit too far from the ship, enticed by a solitary plant. Yes, it's this plant, mate. Marijuana. <laughs> Wouldn't be fucking ace if Just that's what like, it was. I'm gonna fucking, I don't know what's happening. I'm going to fucking or smoke sh- that. Or a shroom. <laughs> and then, no adult would believe E.T. Then, ever came if they found that in the garden. But what if it was a magic mushroom and then the end of the movie was them just waking him up? Like, you've, been like, hallucin- you've been tripping balls. Zerk, <laughs> mate. You've been fucking... You've Shrek, been, James. Shrek. Know his fucking name. Shrek, mate. Elliot, what the fuck are you on about, mate? You're right, Mellifly. You peeled off your gut. We see them long fingers fingering the dirt. That sounds worse than I meant it to. And, um, and he continues his journey seduced by the lights of the concrete jungle below. Then a car pulls up. It's fucking loud. It's like... Like, like if you thought wow. aliens is like, if it's them and you're like, oh my God, I think aliens might be here. What should we do? Drive as quickly and as loudly as human <laughs> Because aliens, mate, they'll, get, they'll fucking just be like, oh, what's going on here? I, I tell you what as well, if you needed any metaphor for our man is the villain of Earth, it's the gas guzzling truck that pulls up, you know, um, you know the lights and sounds, the the smoke, the jangling keys, the loudness of these. Again, we don't see any heads. We just see... In this case, it'll be E.T.'s height. Um, mm. Do you know what? I like the down. symmetry that's that's going on. So you've got the alien who knows nothing of the earth coming here and being in love with a plant. And then you've got man coming in, making noise, mm. polluting. The only, the only thing that could have been more anti-like man is if like before he got out of the car you saw like a McDonald's wrapper fall out followed by a cigarette <laughs> oh. followed by an unborn baby <laughs> everything you hate about humanity if McDonald's just, wrapper just is the new term weed or E.T. wonders a bit too far there's two rednecks just sipping yeah. beers and they shotgun it <laughs> just stove it in there and then and it's just thin the end no don't, but don't come to it what I really like about Getting this cool. as well is, you know as we find out spoilers towards the end of the film these are scientists that are um, you know pursuing the area that they believe the ship is, but very practical. <laughs> Keys on a waistband. I quite like that. <laughs> um, so what can we assume from this group that are looking out? Um, they position themselves between E.T. and the ship. The ship gets startled, starts the engines, the door closes. It takes off. I would have made a bigger deal about them being a spaceship. <laughs> They've been like, fucking phone everybody. To I'll tell you what though as well, it may be an added scene because I don't know if it was in the original, but this scene when he gets spooked by the humans that arrive and he realises I need to haul ass and get back to the ship. He may be two foot tall and sound like an asthmatic pig, but E.T. <laughs> fucking hustles. Of course he does, mate. He does, doesn't he? He, like, he packs on some speed. Don't get there quick enough though, does he? That door is shut. Off they go. Wankers. <laughs> <laughs> if you was eating at that point, let me in. Get you, you would extend a long glowing finger, wouldn't you? <laughs> like you fucking knobs. Um, betrayed. But presumably, but presumably they know they've left him because they go right. Is everyone a, do head count? Do head count. Yeah. Just like one, I two, they've three, not been on a school trip where the teacher's counting you at every opportunity, <laughs> and they've then? not watched Zoc. Lilo and Stitch where no one gets left behind. Is it Zoc? No, Zrek. Zrek. He's like. 
Anyone seen Drake? I'm, he's in the, he's having a slash, mate. I'm sure he's, he's I'm sure somewhere. He's in the back. Yeah, of course he is. Baz, you're his partner. Have you seen him? Yeah, of course I've seen him. Leave me alone. Or this was all just a big fucking ploy to get rid of him because <laughs> he, he stinks. It's like the opposite of Independence Day, which when we talk about, it's like, well, why do they invade? Well, maybe they're looking for the people that crashed. We're like, why are we going to Earth? Uh, collect, collect plants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Plants. It could be. Um, oh, what's it do with Australians back in back in today? <laughs> <laughs> you know when they um, no what. <laughs> Right, move on. <laughs> Criminals, they used to drop off in Australia. Maybe they've done that with aliens. Yeah. Maybe oh, yeah, well, we used alien. to deport the That's British the criminals to, uh, to, to Australia. It seems like a rum deal, doesn't it? You're going to go to a nice hot country yeah. with beaches and natural beauty, or you can stay here in England. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the alien version. £10 mm. poms, though, isn't it, as well? Because some people jumped on their boat and wanted to go over. Oh. Mm. Um, betrayed the alien, we learned to be E.T. escapes, goes down an embankment into a housing development below. We cut to a scene. Fresh from Stranger Things, a young bunch of teens hustling dice, drinking uh, sodas, playing D&D. The outcast is Elliot, the 10-year-old younger brother, already craving attention in the scene, who's tasked with collecting the pre-order pieces. So it's a great scene, single solitary light. And you could see it as like mafia, you know, playing games in the back of a pizza parlor. But these are kids on a Friday night playing D&D. There's the nostalgia for you. Straight back to my childhood. But I am the younger brother. I'm the guy who's got to go pick up that pizza and go outside. What I do want to say is Mike, the brother, though, on his way out to collect the pizza, says, make sure it has extra pepperoni and sausage, as if the delivery driver has a boot full of toppings. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he understands the concept that the person who brings the pizza hasn't made hasn't it. cooked it or isn't cooking it right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you said it, you'd be like, you muck. Like, I, you know, and even, and even you, if you, also, also, what do you, what do you show me the pizza? Yeah, can you count them? <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, I've got some extra sausage in the boot. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, you won't eat that sausage, would you? Would James, would you eat that sausage? I might eat that sausage. I'm, I like sausage, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, pizza in hand, Elliot returns to the house only to hear a strange noise. And like all brave 10 year olds, he follows it to the shed where he throws a baseball into the open darkness. Not sure what he's trying to achieve here because that ball could have been seen as an act of war causing an intergalactic. Uh, fucking invasion Can you imagine <laughs> mankind destructed because of Elliot for a baseball it's something that he didn't realise luckily this is not seen as a threat E.T. is friendly <laughs> if he just came out of him like fucking like yeah <laughs> just smacked him right in the face that's cut, when the guns come out cut to a scene of Elliot with no head <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh, luckily it doesn't start an intergalactic war the, but the ball does roll back out spooking Elliot now we'll say at this scene it is definitely worth noting that Spielberg fresh from Poltergeist that he worked on does make this night scene look nightmare-ish in the fact that um, it, it's, uh, it's or not not nightmare but more bad dream. It's scary. Yeah, it is scary. It's, when it's like that moment of like I remember the light. The lighting is used to perfection here. Yeah. It's just like it's because when I first saw it as a kid, I'm like they're going for mystery. It's mysterious, but as a kid, it's genuinely terrifying. Like yeah. I, I remember even when I knew it was ET in there, I was still like once. Uh, it is, What's I mean, going it's, on? It, yeah, it's smoky, it's misty, there's shadows, there's the house backs onto a fucking cornfield. Yeah, there there's, is definitely a serial killer. Yeah, there? there's a, just a swing, just isolated on its own, just moving. There's no score at this point. No, like, that's creepy. No, seriously, when ET went in there, there was a serial killer in there, and he was like, oh, all right, you've got us, and I'll leave. you take over the movie? Mike Myers just went like two movies down. I was like, oh, I'll go, I'll go do the ass down here. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking more weird. 
Rushing back inside, he goes to tell his older siblings and family who come out Couldn't to investigate. Couldn't give a flying fuck if that was my sibling. There's a there's so I get for where's me extra sausage? Well, that being said, <laughs> Dee Williams, the mum, is already in a Camino. She's ready for action. <laughs> Bear in mind, Dee Williams was in um, Hills of Eyes, Halloween. She's used to this, mate. She, she's a, she's a bona fide she, screen cook. She's in Cujo. She fucking hears a scream, mate. She's ready. She's like, shotgun. Fucking, fucking that didn't put Camino on for nothing. I'm ready to go. She's set to go. Though, the older brother belongs on a list because he gets a knife. <laughs> he you know, jumps up and he runs to the chopping block, pulls a knife out. Now, bearing in mind, this is a 10-year-old boy who's just come in and said, I've heard a noise. His, his natural reaction is, I best get a knife. <laughs> I mean, you normally go for a baseball bat. Or you go, shut up and get a bed. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, spoilers, it's Halloween and he dresses up as a terrorist to go to a retreat. <laughs> Why is he not on a list? <laughs> he is now. There's nothing there. There's no creature in the shed. There well, is, however, strange free-toed footprints. Uh, this is the best thing. Michael, obviously, not getting a, uh, any A's in school. He deems it must be a coyote. Yes, a coyote that can throw baseballs. You mug. <laughs> <laughs> um, they find the pizza on the ground, still in the box. In my book, that's perfectly it, book. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Let's not waste like, oh. it. They're like, you're lame. Oh, fuck it. No, I will still eat this shit. It didn't touch it's the ground. It's in the box. It's in the box. This is literally why the box exists. For, for this, for, for this, this scenario. scenario. But then again, Mike's still older than the knife. I'm amazed Elliot wasn't shanked in this scene. <laughs> um, before the scene ends, we see those long fingers again and the asthmatic sound of an alien. Later, Elliot hears the same noise outside. And I said at the top of this episode, most people seen deem this movie is perfect, faultless. Mm. It's you definitely could, a cult classic. You, you could be though. You could say that um, the moon is in the exact same position as it was when you went out earlier. You could say that, you know, there are in, in continuity issues with continuity issues, sorry, with there are scenes where the swing is swinging and then it's in the background, it's not, and it cuts for there are issues like that. But ultimately, I'm not gonna die on that hill today. Goes outside with his not flashlight. a perfect film because wind might have died down. <laughs> the moon <laughs> didn't move. <laughs> um he grabs the flashlight, he goes uh, tracking the footprints. Eventually, he does come face to face with the alien, scaring both in the interaction. It's a lovely scene. It is. It's, it's, it's a, a great it's, scene. It's now, and then you move, you're like, ah, this is what we're going to get. A bit more whimsical, a bit more. Oh, he's not here to chop his head off. I'm assuming the music at this point swells. Yeah, and it's also a scene where we as an audience learn that E.T. isn't isn't there to attack, isn't there to be aggressive. And is as scared, but has a very similar human reaction to what Elliot has. And he jumps, he's startled, he screams the same way Elliot oh. screams. Yeah. Whereas Elliot runs back into the house, E.T. fucking hot foots it into the cornfields, off he goes, knocking over trash cans. Again, a really nice use of practical effects in this movie as well. We see it later on in a bedroom scene, um, but in this bit in particular as well, where you can tell it's pulleys, you know, like a trash yeah. can falls over, a gate swings. We don't get a full... We don't get a full body. We've seen E.T.'s face at this point, but you don't get to see the full animatronic movement yeah. of the character just yet. So it's a really cool scene. The next day, Elliot wakes up, gets on his bike, goes into the woods, and he intends to lure the alien out using Reese's Pieces. Yeah, mate, because aliens fucking love chocolate, which, you know, great. They, again, they do. It does work. Again, could have had an allergic reaction like dogs, could have been seen as an intergalactic act of war, could have triggered something. But at the same time, what e. child shares chocolate? That is a good kid. As you say, E.T. could have been on a diet. He could have fucked him up. Like, <laughs> I'm waddling, I need to lose a bit. These fuckers giving me chocolate. Can't have say it. no. In, interestingly as well, it's meant to be M&M's in the original script, and, and M&M's wouldn't give him the license. They looked at Spielberg and was like, what, the guy made Jaws? Indiana Jones, a close can wants to use our product in his film. Fuck him. Get to fuck, mate. <laughs> Reese's Pieces then outsold Eminem in 1982. And so they should have. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I want a peanut chocolatey treat. 
probably going to go Reese's Pieces. Mm. I think so. Yeah, I like Reese's Pieces. Yeah, I think that's better. Expensive. Everything's too expensive now, though. So I'll go with Lidl's alternative, <laughs> Reese's Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot doesn't find ET, but he does come across the blokes that were looking for ET the night before. He gets scared, he gets scared, runs away. He comes home. Uh, sorry, uh, Elliot's discouraged when he comes across the same men that caused the aliens to run from the ship, leaving Elliot in the same position. He gives up the search. Luckily, ET does not have a peanut allergy. And you see them little fingers once again fondling mm-hmm. little Reese's pieces, which is mirrored later on. At this point, mm-hmm. though. John Williams' score goes full 1960s psycho. There's yeah. a really nice like motif to kind of the the, the, the psycho soundtrack. So if you're a score fan, do check that out. In the evening, Elliot is mocked at the dinner table as the rest of the family deny his claims of seeing a creature. You fucking not. <laughs> but you would though, wouldn't you? Could you imagine like, it's you're... when you see Narnia and she's like, oh yeah, I've gone to Magical Kingdom. And her say... siblings have the most natural reaction of get fucked, no, they you didn't. You've never said that when you a kid. <laughs> He's just like, there's a bit of imagination. They're like, no, loser. Yeah. <laughs> a, a kid who's get, just lost his dad as well, he's run away, maybe cre- craving some attention. They're just like, no, get fucked. <laughs> loser. Well, his knife-wielding <laughs> brother comes out with this. It could have been an iguana. It could have been a sewer alligator. Then he jumps straight to, it could have been a pervert. It gets better. It gets better. Or a deformed kid. Then he goes on to elf, leprechaun. <laughs> Um, also, wanted to know at this scene, how many condiments does he want? Because around the table, he seems to have all the condiments. Seems like a bit of a dick. What Insert. The, sorry. So you think. To know it's, how many condiments does this fucking got? Insert the greatest comeback from any 10 year old in the cinema of history. After being accosted by saying it could have been a kite, it could have been an elf, it could have been a deformed kid, it could have been all these things, Elliot responds with, it was nothing like that penis breath. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slayed, mate. You didn't see that coming in this PG, did you? The mum even laughs. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, there's nothing funnier than a child swearing. Elliot then punches uh, low when he declares that dad would have believed me, suggesting his parents have recently broken up or divorced or separated. He's now in Mexico with Sally. Oh, Sally. Who most likely has a penis breath. There it is. Okay, Elliot's mum is uh, hurt from this dig bag move and she warns uh, Elliot to stay away from whatever it is. So, whether it's Kyrie or whatever it is. Whether it's a pervert who's just living in the back garden. Just leave, just kids. Just stay away. Let's go check it out. I'm just saying, who's the one with Reese's Pieces trying to lure it in? I'm just, I'm just trying to say, though, that if it wasn't Iguana, there's a film that the sequel is when he gets signed by a big baseball club. <laughs> <laughs> You won't believe who shows up that evening as really? Elliot is uh, sleeps outside. Yeah, is which, it Santa? Which I'd like to point out. The, 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 the fucking mum's all right with. Just like yeah, it's fine. Yeah, if you want to sleep outside, you know that pervert. I want you to she, stay away from it. Yeah, fuck it. She's not winning mum of the year. I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Only fucking ET reveals himself to Elliot, and again, that sounds worse than I meant it to. <laughs> and he's returning the uh, Reese's pieces that were dropped in the woods. The boy lures ET into his bedroom. Take that as you will. Um, <laughs> Fade to black. <laughs> as, as jazz music plays. Again, Ooh. these are just really great scenes of seeing parts of E.T. Again, that sounds worse than I mean to, but there's a scene in his bedroom. He reveals bedroom. himself slowly. There, there is a scene in the bedroom where, you know, you don't really get that full shot. You just kind of like see hands coming up, yeah. like exploring. Heavy breathing. Heavy yeah. breathing, yeah. That raspy there's, breath. There's, there's a steamy window. You see them fingers. Oh, wait a minute. Um, but we do then finally get our first look at the alien E.T. himself who is also interested in Elliot is looking there seems to be kind of like that mutual fascination between the two starting that budding growing relationship between them 
it starts pretty quick now, this next bit. Now, I know you're going to talk about it a lot, but for the Bond, I love the fact that the Bond starts pretty quickly. Yeah. He's just like, he's like, he's a kid. I'm going to make this fucker feel everything I feel. <laughs> <laughs> just like everything. We also know there's a cliche of movies that we hate, and I saw it recently again in, in Line of Duty, which I'm watching, is that when people sit down to eat, they have one mouthful and they go, look, I really should leave. And you're like, fuck, I do eat the food. Or yeah. at least take it with you. Yeah, just don't be that dick. The only way you can explain it is you you can have it if the guy is at a restaurant and he puts his money down and he goes, for fuck's sake, and then he grabs a bit of toast with him. Yeah. That's the only way you have to take the food with you. Or, but what I'm saying is, he orders a big breakfast. He's like, oh, and the phone call comes. He's like, fuck, all right, I'll grab this. He's like, oh, he yums and ahs. And maybe like grabs a mouthful, shoves it in. But if it's the family home and the mother goes, no, I'll be late for school. I don't give a shit. You should have got up earlier. <laughs> but this, this says the, the next to that is that, you know, so this is two days that Elliot's been believing that there's an alien. He's finally got him in his bedroom. And then he's like, I'm just going to go to bed now. Yeah. I don't go to bed if I know there's a spider in the room, James. Esther. <laughs> Like I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck it. This, I'll this, be safe with this little weird alien with a glow finger. <laughs> maybe, to, maybe he's a bodyguard. Maybe, maybe. Um, we cut to exterior shots. The, <laughs> the, the, bit, the bit when it's faded, though, he's like, it's in bed, he's like, you're not going to hurt me. And he just goes, I won't bomb you. <laughs> That's not what you needed. And then it's fine. So he's like, okay, thanks. Because <laughs> you, you needed to know that. Storyline-wise. We go back to the men uh, that are looking for E.T. They have a scanning device. They're going house to house, um, listening in. Um... <laughs> They're not the shit. But not one of them goes, do you remember that kid that came? Maybe we should have followed him. Why was he out here? Where the alien was. We also see a scene of the, um, we also see a scene of them. They come across a pile of Reese's Pieces in the, yeah, in the woods. Everything's weird. And one of them like picks them up. As it, like, like you wouldn't be like, ah, oh, but that's something to do with that alien. Yes, yeah, yeah. That alien had Reese's Pieces on it. <laughs> And he put him in that very neat pile there, you dirty bastard. Put him down. Put <laughs> him outside all night. Come, come, comes in, one of these aliens, buy these Reese's Pieces from me. <laughs> See, I'm just thinking, if they were M&Ms, how would you find them in a field? They're know. too small. It depends, it the, it depends on the peanut ones. There you go. So. Mm. Mate, I found this, right? We were in Asda earlier. Esther wasn't here. So this one, is new to me. One kilogram bag of peanut M&M's. Seven quid. What? That's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, sorry, go on. That's probably why they didn't use them. Yeah. Wake up the next day, James. Yeah. <coughs> do you go to school or do you stay at home? I would try to definitely get out of this place with this place. I might fake being sick, mate. I'm fucking faking being sick but and although, I'm going to show my new alien best friend a tour of the town. Although the only downside about that is if I'm going to fake sick, they're going to put ET on. <laughs> I'm going to be stuck in some sort of loop. <laughs> weird wouldn't it some kind of metaverse yeah Elliot does just that he fakes an illness so he can stay at home now I don't mean to be judgmental but E.T. does look like he stinks so the first thing I'll be doing when the mum leaves the house is giving that bad boy a bath yeah or some kind of shower <laughs> maybe maybe show him some deodorant how to brush his teeth well, he's been in the field they do that with Paddington don't they they teach him how to have a bath exactly. goes down very well Paddington the far superior movie to E.T. <laughs> way, way more realistic um, why don't I get him some underwear some little shoes maybe yeah. I don't know what does Elliot do Shows him his toys. Yeah, he does. <laughs> that's but he's a 10-year-old boy. But that's weirdly the most realistic, because if you're a 10-year-old, there's an alien, you'd be like, look at my fucking action man. <laughs> Do you have an action man? Right. Alien comes down. Yeah. You befriend him. Yeah. You've got a day. What'd you show him? Bear in mind, this is pre-view porn. <laughs> um, is it this time or is it back then? And how old am I? It's 82 and you are 10. <sighs> Probably show him my toys. <laughs> <laughs> I no, would, it's the 80s. You go to an arcade. I actually do what? I'd Star like, Wars. I'd, 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 be like, I'd be like, oh, come with me. He'd be like, why? He's like, I just want to like show everyone that I'm important. 
Oh, that's the saddest thing I've ever said. <laughs> you poor soul. I, I probably wouldn't do any of those things. I'd probably be like, because you're the boring one. In this relationship, you are the boring one. Dude, right? Are you Ron Weasley in this? <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, no one gives a fuck about yeah, you exactly. I would be like do some alien shit now show me your powers show me your wizardry skills yeah. like, that's what you would do wouldn't you you would poke you it would. out of an alien Yeah, I wouldn't be showing him anything the only, the only problem is is you've, you've taken a leap of faith you've taken a leap of faith what's not to say that you just, you're going to wake up and it's going to be something really bad you wake up. You wake up. The ET is just wearing your mum's skin. <laughs> or, just, or like, like you wake up and the and the aliens wearing your face, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, you prefer as a, as a ten year old, you're like, ah, "Yeah, I, I, I had that last night. What's going on?" You don't know anything about this. You just you just wake up, and it's even weirder. He's just like in a leotard. <laughs> you just be like, "It's eh? proper, proper buffalo ability." No like, leotard, <laughs> leg warmers. He's doing a workout. He's doing Jane Fonda's workout. Oh. Yeah, that would be epic. Don't mean to don't mean to say that Elliot's a dick, but he takes him to the bathroom, and that sounds worse than a minute to. And he weighs him. He weighs him and he's like, he's like 35 pounds. <laughs> and then completely <laughs> fat shames him. Because <laughs> you're fat prick. Yeah. Which jokes Poor on soul. you later, you little shit, when you have to pedal that. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do an half stone. I think, I think E.T.'s looking pretty slim. I we fucking, do- I love this stuff. Like, E.T.'s just come, he's like, <laughs> he should have come and said, you, fat, you fed me fucking Reese's Pieces, you prick. Yeah. I thought it was great. He's cold, he's, he's on a different planet, his mates have left him. You fat ten, bastard. Ten, he's, like, he's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm still carrying a bit of holiday weight. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Um, we do see in a, with Americans. Blue. <laughs> we do see a scene, though, where uh, Elliot goes downstairs to get some food out of the fridge. E.T. explores a, a, an umbrella. The umbrella opens up, causing E.T. to be startled. And we see Elliot downstairs also be startled. So the, the hints there that they're connected start very early on. I love the fact that he's punishing this child. Because he's like, if I'm going to get startled... Yeah, starts cutting his own you arm. You do it too. One of us is, is and obviously the idea is that, I assume it's not a choice. E.T. hasn't gone, do you know what? Have a bit of this. But everything, if he did make a choice, it's such a dick move because I'm in an alien world. Everything's going to like affect me. It's like, I'm going to be disgusted by things. I'll go get pissed later. <laughs> we'll go get tenure. I'm not joking. Oh. Elliot, uh, whilst in the bathroom, Elliot says that he's four foot six, to which E.T. then grows to match his height, his oh. neck extends. Yes, but then Elliot immediately looks at his penis as if to say, let's have this two ways. <laughs> uh, Mike comes home and reveals E.T., uh, Elliot reveals E.T. to Mike. So now the brother knows. Then Gertie, the young Drew Barrymore, runs in and the three siblings now make a pact that they must keep E.T. secret. I love this, that all three of them know very early on in the yeah. movie, rather than just be one trying to keep them hidden. You needed, you I needed, like that they band together. You do, but I love the fact that Gertie's a proper grass. He's a proper fucking turn as well. I'm just, so, so the night before, they're like, it don't exist, you fucking loser. And then it's like, oh, he exists. Oh, he's half mine. Again, exactly the same as Narnia. Um, Gertie says, is it a boy or a girl? Elliot at this point does confirm it's a boy. Not sure how he knows how long were they in that bathroom together. We know that the (laughs) men hunting E.T. are getting closer. E.T. now has telekinetic powers. They're looking at a map. They're looking at a solar system. He starts to move some of these balls. That sounds dirtier than a minute or two. Um, But they start flying around the room. Yeah, people's faces. There's fucking balls everywhere. There's balls everywhere. He puts balls in people's faces. Yeah. There's also a plant that's dead that he brings back to life. So we're starting to learn. So so he's basically the ultimate fucking, it's just like, he's the ultimate power move. It's like, you see that dead thing? 
it's alive now. You're welcome. I've got my dogs in the garden. Come on. <laughs> Off we go. You bring me dad back. No. <laughs> Watch this fucking flower. Yeah. I've got power. It's not magic, mate. <laughs> Bitches love flowers. <laughs> fucking E.T. the baller. Um, Elliot, at this point, does have to go to school and he's bullied uh, for, claim- for his claims that he knows an alien. One kid even drops a Uranus joke. Brutal. Legend. <laughs> Home Alone, E.T. decides to crack open a few cold ones. Lads, 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 lads. <laughs> can order some of that Cinemax. <laughs> Whilst Elliot gets drunk at school. And that's quite a cool scene, actually. Elliot is, is you know... Oh, I'll go with that, babe. Someone else drinks and you get pissed. <laughs> you just make sure I'm at home first. <laughs> Don't can, be driving the car. And also, can, can we just mention the class? So he's in the science class, in the biology class, and he's a 10-year-old, and they're, they're dissecting frogs that lesson. Oof. Brutal. I'm going to go even one better than that. The science, the science teacher goes like, Elliot, you're right there. And Elliot's quite, he's a bit pissed. It's like, you've been drinking. It's like, no. It's like, where'd you spend the other night? I was sleeping outside. Just could have, <laughs> could have thrown that old His day, finger's glowing. What? <laughs> could have thrown that old child line. Just like, so there's, it- a, there's a strange man in the room the other night. I slept. <laughs> I don't remember it much. But also, like, just, I mean, when I was 10, I used to hang out with kids that still ate glue, let alone <laughs> fucking cut a frog open. That whole scene's pretty, pretty wild as well, isn't it? It's like Elliot kind of, th- there's this connection between the two of them, like, say, where he's drunk and then E.T.'s back at the house. He opens up a comic, a book, <laughs> Roger's comic. He sees this um, big kind of like satellite system that's relaying a message. Here, E.T. gets the idea that he needs to phone home, he needs to contact his people. Um, it's good that it was it was this comic because if it was Batman he would have fucking fought crime yeah because I need to dress <laughs> up see the vigilante <laughs> watch that that's the sequel I would have fucking watched that but then at the same time we know that it's just not physical connection it's also you know Elliot at the point starts to free the frogs I hate that scene you have to though in a kid's movie although I get it I get, but I'm with you I'm just like when I watch it now as a kid you don't really I didn't get it like when I first watched it, I, was, I don't get it why he's freeing his frogs. Which is which is also weird that, that there's a, then E.T.'s watching telly and he sees a scene where these two are like dancing and then Elliot starts dancing with his kid in school and then the two actors kiss on the telly and then Elliot like grabs this girl and kisses her. And it's a really weird thing, isn't it? Like that young blossoming. So is it just E.T.? So Elliot feels E.T.'s emotions or is it two-way? They are, no, two-way, the two-way, the two-way, yeah. Because then later on in the movie, Elliot, um, E.T. makes him rob a bank. <laughs> makes him donate to a sperm <laughs> um, Elliot's mum this is fucking this is brilliant as well there is a really good bit of comedy in this movie and that's when Elliot's mum comes home Gertie knows E.T. I- I- I exists and Gertie the little rat is trying to tell the mum look there's an alien and the mum the mum is too busy <laughs> she couldn't give it. And you know, she's, she's just like yes dear yeah and she opens mm. this fridge and fucking sparks E.T. and it's one of the funniest bit of slapstick parts of the movie E.T. just flops and you see his legs pop up it's really <laughs> really really good good scene and then um she gets a phone call again another 80s american thing long <coughs> telephone calls yeah oh yeah and she's taking this call she's it's from the school you know um elliot's there yeah, he's, he's actually son's pissed he sexually assaulted someone yeah. <laughs> he told us he slept outside the other night there's a pervert in your back garden you need to come down you've lost the right to your kid and then what does the, the mum do in this point she goes she looks to the six-year-old gertie i'll be back soon <laughs> Stay wow. here because I'm endangered the life of one child. Fuck it, make it two. Stay here with that weird alien thing. <laughs> You're the one that can be trusted. You stay here. What we do get though is a delightful scene where um, Drew Barrymore's Gertie takes E.T. up to the bedroom and drags her up. So it uh, makes E.T. look like a little old lady, but like with a wig 
And it, and it is, it's, you know, it's, it's what you would do, you know, it's, kids do play dress up, isn't it? It's a very sweet scene. So I have just Googled that. And it is beautiful. Luckily, it's also not seen as an act of intergalactic war. <laughs> it it, 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 <laughs> it probably should have been. Um, but yeah, luckily, um, it's the next stage in this dom sub relationship. <laughs> but then out of nowhere, a drunk Elliot appears. How close is that school? Um, and Mike, the, the, the kids all reunite. CET and drag. Um, but they realise now ET is starting to form speech. So Gertie has started to teach the basic concept of uh, the names. You know, so he says like Elliot. And then, so of course, this is the point where E.T., now with a basic concept, raises his oversized glowy finger to the sky and says the actual line, and again, it's a Mandela thing where people think it's E.T. phone home. He actually says E.T. home phone. Mm. Oh. And then the, the boy, uh, then Elliot says, see, you only, want to phone home. See, the only fucking thing I remember about this, <clears throat> this scene, this is famous and famous. I think I remember this. I'm fairly certain they use this in a BT ad <laughs> Yes, yes. Phone and he goes, you should have used BT. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, we should and say, I fucking miss when they used to do that. It came out two years ago, didn't it? Where we had, um, we had, uh, what's his name, Thomas, uh, Thomas, Henry Thomas, uh, in the scene, didn't it, with ET doing the BT advert oh, around was Christmas? It? Yeah. 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 Um, also, Reese's Pieces advert. There's no other things ET has been used for it, but then ET does start saying ET phone homes when Elliot responds. But the glowing finger scene is actually ET home phone. Um. Shady government figures are closing in with their microphones they listening. Are. They're closing in. They're so closing in. They they are Any everywhere. The, the, the network is extensive. They would notice if you went out into the middle of the woods and built an incredibly extensive, over-the-top communications relay. I'm just saying, because they are hot on the... Tr- they would notice this. Well, as they were about to build oh, yeah. a supersonic space phone, yeah. that's the only thing we can call it, they have to grab all these random things. Elliot grabs a saw blade and cuts his finger. We realise that E.T. can also heal and get rid of blood, meaning that he'd, all, he'd be great in a hospital, but also working for the mafia. Because mm. he's all right healing the wound, but he got rid of the evidence as well. He got rid of the blood. I like that. That's, he's, he's versatile. Um, <laughs> he's such a... <laughs> be a great fucking wind-up merchant. He just stabs someone. I go, oh, you just stabbed me. He'd be like, no, I didn't. <laughs> you phone the police. He'd be like... Fuck you. Slice. What? <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Basically, if I, had, if I had E.T.'s powers, I'd just use it to wipe people off, which e- is such a me thing. <laughs> yeah, but you would though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would totally, yeah. E- E.T. calls home using a kid's speaking spell toy, which oh. is attached to an umbrella, which has aluminium uh, inside of it. And it's also connected to a coffee can full of electricals. Yet somehow my mum can't figure out how to use WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of the fucking how much that would cost you as well? I mean, I it costs cost like 20p for me to phone my granddad. And I was about to say, what, what tariff is he on? <laughs> what, what I love about it as well, he sends it off. Now you're Dave in a ship. You go, ring, 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 ring. Wait, what's going on here? And you pick it up and it's that fucking Texas reason. Hello, Dave, it's me, E.T. You left me on earth. And you're like, wanker. Like, like, Why are you sending a telepathic message, you asshole? <laughs> You've got my number. It's John. <laughs> <laughs> Or Baz, whatever they might say. It's, uh, it's Halloween now. Of course it is. Because that was never need, mentioned. I was, was going to say, you need a scene where an alien is outside experiencing alien things. It's uh, the Hatcher plan to hide E.T. in plain sight as a ghost. So he has the traditional white bed sheet over him. Why? It, continuity issues here as well, because the eye holes are very close. But we know E.T.'s eyes are on either side of his face, so that's not going to work. It's fucking, but luckily you've got to put his nail in. Yeah. <laughs> so it erased his eyes. The family think it's Gertie under there, the young kid, which it's not, it's actually E.T. Um, 
we get the scene there as well where he sees someone dressed up as Yoda and he starts saying home as if to say that he lives in the Star Wars universe, which years oh. later, George Lucas would repay that in Phantom Menace, in one of the Senate scenes, we do you see, see pods with at least three E.T. characters in it. If only you'd like done an homage in one of the better films. <laughs> Imagine E.T. with a lightsaber though. Yeah, with, Fucking with, yes. With the slowest fight <laughs> you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> as if by magic, E.T., um, has, shrinks and he's able to fit into Elliot's bike. Remember, he was not, he he's can't, four can't foot six. He, he did make himself taller, so maybe only his neck. Yeah, but maybe he can. Sh- I don't fucking know. Maybe Is this where the phrase "wind your neck" comes in? Oh! From ET, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah wind story. your neck in. Get in the basket. Get in the basket. <laughs> ET once uh, now is the he's paraded around like a small dog in a handbag, and we get the infamous bike filming scene uh, with the score with the score goes full fucking John Williams. So this is the scene that I think we all come to know and love of the scene where it's uh, ET and Elliot flying across the moon at night time. What's weird? I've never seen it, but I know that scene. Yeah, yeah, and I was going to go into the magic of how they shot that, but I think it's actually better not knowing. But but it. it it involved a lot of ropes and moving trees manually, so it looked like the bike was flying. It, it's a very fascinating to see how practically how they how they shot some of those scenes. Um, the government agents now move in on Elliot's house. Et rings up, uh, so Elliot rings up the phone in the woods. So Et does not sure how or why he couldn't have done that from the house. <laughs> he has to go to the woods. I imagine it's because he needs to signify where to land. So he needs a, a landing really, place. So I love the fact you've pointed out because that'd be great if that fucking they just flew in the middle of that house. <laughs> well, <laughs> just fucking landed, crushed it. And then just saw a guy in the shit. Just going, eh? <laughs> well, it means that ET didn't really phone home. He GPSed home. That's where he, he maybe invented GPS before we had it. <laughs> he fucking three words did. I was going to say it was so much easier if he had what three words for the galaxy. I do like though the mum then gets in the car to go pick up the kids who are trick or treating and it looks like the fucking purge. Like they're just like toilet paper in houses. There's like it's chaos. It's like absolute anarchy. Uh, Elliot at this point realizes he's close to losing ET and starts to begin to beg, asking him to stay. At which point you have to question: Is ET now becoming a hostage? <laughs> we skip to morning. It, we, the movie starts to now get quite tropic because it has to start getting towards its end game. Yeah. And which is weird as well because it's been established that the guys know. So you see the guys outside the house, don't you? And they're using their, so you know that they're closing and they, they, they know ET is there. But they don't do anything for they a while. They've narrowed it down to a cul-de-sac. So what I love about this is now they don't do anything for a bit because they bring up and they go, right, so we, we you know that equipment? Yeah, you've probably said it now because we want to have it here already. <laughs> Despite the fact we know an alien <laughs> fucking ship has landed. <laughs> but bless them, they might not have had to deal with oh. an alien before. Yeah. Maybe. I'd like to point out, the film does such a bad job of, uh, no, sorry, such a great job, because as a kid, I just assumed they were villains, and it wasn't until much later I was, oh, you, no, that's me, assuming they're villains because you don't see them. It's not as if they, like, shoot a kid or anything. It's like, they're just, they're just like, lurking. Well, yeah. that's the reason why... Because this guy... thing's called disease, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's, when, it's when the guy who I always thought was his dad, but the only reason I thought it was his dad was because of all the villains, he was the nice one. So I was like, oh, he must be... He, he must he's be paternal. His dad. Yeah. But he's not. He just turns out to be a scientist with nothing to do. <laughs> I mean, Elliot now wakes up in the forest. He looks unwell. He's lost E.T. So they had this conversation before he fell asleep. He, Elliot now, bona fide hobo. He's like, I'm fine sleeping outside. <laughs> he loves sleeping outside. He gets better sleep. He's a wild one. He goes back home. He's ill. He tells Mike, go out, find E.T. He, he finds E.T. by the river. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. B.T. B.T. 
Fucking E.T. looks, he's fucking white. He was like, oh, he looks horrible. Yeah, he yeah. is. He, he's looking a bit anemic. And there's also a raccoon randomly just like gnawing at his body. <laughs> just because. Uh, back home, they reveal E.T. to the mum, which again sounds much dirtier than I mean it to. Uh, but Elliot and E.T. both appear to be dying. Elliot even fucking says it. He goes, I think we're dying. <laughs> just just great, in case you didn't just see. Just, yeah, but, but this 10-year-old got a great, great like understanding. It's like, yeah. I can feel stuff. We're both dying, just so you know. Just heads up. By or, the way. Also, if you were Elliot, you're like, look, I like it. I want you to stay. Could but you why are you dragging me down with this shit? <laughs> like, um, Could you die on your own, please? It's because they've got the broken hearts. They're linked. He's missing the dads. E.T.'s missing the family. Oh, it's filmed I think you've just so broken mine. Well, that, or what you didn't see is fucking E.T. did a fucking bedlam worth of cake. <laughs> crack. He just fucking off his tits. Bottonist. <laughs> fucking <laughs> smoke me some herbs. <laughs> you did a fucking missing scene. He's just got prostitutes and you fucking so much fucking booze. Like, I can't party planet, mate. That's like the scene bit. I want to watch. The mum panicked or, you know, goes to leave the house and the door opens to one of the most infamous scenes in the film other than the glowing finger, is the scientist arriving at the doorstop. Which, again, is not PPE, is not biohazard. It's a fucking astronaut. It's it's scary. It's the scariest moment of the film. Spielberg really comes into his element in this point where the scientists take over the home. They quarantine the site. Yeah, there's something that you more understand more now. It's quite scary. But I think this right now, and also it's sterile. Like the whole environment. It's no longer a home. It's this place. Do you know quarantine Blue line comes, as well. Quarantine is a Italian word for when ships used to dock near places like Venice. Yeah. And because of the transmittable diseases that they might have, they were made to wait for 40 days before they could dock. And that's where quarantine, the word comes from. Ooh, caught. Download this podcast for did, these kind of facts. My, did you know that my neighbour has two cats? <laughs> really? No, well, I she only had the one. I lied. <laughs> As a kid, uh, I always wanted to play in the plastic tube that they set up. It looks the main fun. base yeah. and the house. But they, yeah, as we said earlier, they proper quarantine the house. They lock it down. You know, they put plastic sheets. So everyone's walking around in hazmat suits. Lots of science shit is happening. People are talking tests. There's questions. There's beeps. There's machines. It's too much. There's too much science. <laughs> E.T. Dies on the table. Oh. It's a... It's a roller coaster part for us. It's, it's Elliot. Elliot's fucking heartbreaking now. He starts crying. He's crying. He's like, he's dying. Get your hands off him. E.T. dies. Yeah. End of the movie. And then we as the audience go, Kay, crap out here. Why isn't the kid dead? So we all stood around waiting for, did you owe me one dead 10 year old? Kid, I bawled my eyes out, mate. Yeah. Bawled my eyes out. And it also, when, right when he's it. flatlining, when he's flatlining and they're like, we're losing him. They all take the PPE off as if to say, oh, he's not, now it's worth risking now. the disease. <laughs> yeah. Now we think this guy's died on yeah. our planet. Everyone, everyone now he's ba- safe. Now he's fine. Everyone knows the bacteria dies the moment you do. No, it's just like oh, fun yeah, as well. Yeah, it's yeah. like they literally don't know his arsehole from his elbow. So they could like put the pause monitor on his fucking hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his nipples. Like, That's his fucking ear. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> could be up his arse for all you know. Loses. Oh, so, oh, so, well, everyone knows that you can't do like CPR or anything like that with yeah. a mask on. So, yeah. they, you know. Um, Love it though. Instantly died. So I was like, right, get naked. But he's fucking. It, it, you know what? He's it, savage, mate. His, his eyes roll out. His tongue's hanging out. And one of the sides just casually just goes, "Yeah, put him on ice." <laughs> he's just died. Oh. It's because 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 now that he's dead, he's got no fucking worth whatsoever. Now like, oh, just you know, fuck on. him off, mate. Get just fifty-one. We'll cut him off. Just fucking throw him in garbage. What, what I miss about this is there's something where he disappears, and then you see Elliot, and it just a cut starts forming on his chest as you've realised ET's been all tops. Oh, <laughs> brutal. Just, yeah. yeah, put him in brine. Him. Pickle him. 
Elliot. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> Elliot, uh, obviously, Elliot is is emotional. He's, oh, he's distressed. Then he has a conversation with, with, with. But at this point, I'm like, he's com- I'm convinced he's the father for no reason because <laughs> it makes no sense. Although I guess it would make sense. Maybe he left the family because he was hunting. E.T.'s. He's not fucking Schwarzenegger. He's not the Predator. <laughs> um, this is how X-Files started. I just like, no, I've, but you're right. So you die, right? Thanks. And you come back to life. What's the ultimate flex? What would you do? What, would, what I like as well is, is because there's a part of this that you're not remembering. <coughs> E.T. is bonded with his 10-year-old Elliot, but for no reason also bonded to this plant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just at no point does anyone eat it. Maybe uh, well, Elliot Elliot's given the chance to go say goodbye. The, the scientist who knows the connection sees the connection says you want to go say goodbye, and it goes up, declares his love to ET as he lays there, little lifeless, motionless body. As he turns to leave, he notices the dead plant is coming back to life. Jesus! But also, as the casket closes, you do see the glowing chest start to come back. ET fucking resurrected like Jesus himself. This is a roller coaster. When you said he died, I assumed you were just pulling my leg. Oh, no, no, now it's on. Mike and Elliot realise. He does. He does. And, and, and like the scientists are like, oh, fuck it. Like, we've been on, <laughs> we've been on him and we killed him in seconds. They're like, shit. Bulls. <laughs> Elliot and uh, Mike realise they need to steal a van and they need a transport ET to get him because they, for some reason, oh. they just know the spaceship's on oh, its no, way. Because, because they got a message back. They got, you know, when you know back in the day when you send a text and you got a receipt, they got a receipt going... Uh, it was like, come get me. And ETA. Like, it's like, it's like, be there in two. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you deliver a driver, just giving you an update of how yeah, close they because are. Because Elliot wakes up in the, when he wakes up, he's got an answer it's like in the saw blades or something that's randomly part of the machine. He's like, oh yeah, oh, they're on their way. Because apparently oh everyone that. knows that. It's one of them scientists has found the device as well, which is like a record player with a, <laughs> like a saw on it. With like the, He's like, what's the machine do? And the kid's like, I'm 10. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not an alien, fuck. And um but this, this is the bit where it goes full on, like, 80s, like, kids movie. Like, the kids, some of the kids jump on bikes. The others are in the van. They've got E.T. They need to fucking haul ass and get back to the, the landing side when the spaceship's going to arrive. You do get some of the best scenes of the whole movie in this bit as well. They rendezvous at the park where the, the kids have bought the bikes to. E.T. gets once again in the basket. You've got the scenes now where you've got the cops chasing them. You've got... The point where they are blocked, there's a roadblock, the police are there. In the original version, they're the guns out, they change that out to be uh, walkie talkies. <clears throat> and as they get close, ET's like, watch this bitch. They all rise, they all fly over the car. He's levitating. The John Williams score is fucking going for it at this point. Um lots of cardio yeah. at this point. The, if I was if I was the kid, if I was the rotund kid in that group, I'd be saying, ET, mate, you could have flew us to the rendezvous site. Yes, sir. Thank I'm you. I'm a very little much. bit tired. I've burnt a few too many calories today. I'd literally give us a Kit Kat. But but there's a kid, especially. I remember the shades one. I'll just call him the shades one. Mm. They're all pedaling like mentor, and I just be like, no, <laughs> yes, <laughs> no. But he went on to uh, start Peloton, the company. <laughs> <laughs> but I would be that kid. I would be that kid who's like, fuck, we could fly. Why the fuck have we been cycling? Like, I'd, I don't. I'd, I'd, I'd be the kid at the back going, I didn't sign up for this. I was like. Thought we were going to play like, D&D. D&D. I didn't sign up for the fucking alien autopsy. I'm a joke. I just saw one of my notes here as well that it said uh, E.T., this is after he, when he comes back to life, E.T. emerges like Jesus after Easter weekend, chest glowing exactly like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the forest where the mothership arrives. The kids have to say goodbye. E.T. says thank you. It's very emotional. 
big scene. So it's a big, it's a big, it's, it is a big emotional scene where even like, you know, you know, like moving, like just touching, and it's like you understand it's oh, it's over, taking their time. Not like they're being chased by government officials. Because <laughs> this is the other thing. The government officials haven't caught up by this point, but somehow the mum's there. <laughs> I mean, mum for years. She, yeah. she, she got, she got stopped at the blockade, which is weird because then if you were if you were the blockade that they just you would get in your car and go, we follow him. It's like, well, where are they? Whether well, they're the kids in this car. <laughs> just, yeah. just just follow them, I'd imagine. <laughs> But it's it's a good scene, and it's long. It's not it's not um, it's not quick. You know, there is they go around the asses, they're saying goodbye. It's, it's a it's a well paced. It's it, real. Gives it the oomph that this movie needs at the end of the film. You're supposed to feel Elliot's loss, but also understand the but sacrifice. He, he has to let him go. Mm. Has to let him go to be with his own people. It's not like at the end of Predator Two, where Danny Glover got a gun. Like <laughs> at the end of this, he gets a fucking hug. Having oh. having Elliot's getting the raw deal in this one. <laughs> I'd also want the gun. <laughs> I would. All this shit I've been through, give me the gun. Give me give me that ability to do everything. Just that. But at this point, do they have a record of it? Because otherwise, they're going to get sent to a shrink because they're like, yeah, of course that happened. Do you need proof? What proof do they have that E.T. came? I think that's why you need a sequel. Um, yeah, to tie up these loose ends. <laughs> it just comes back and they're all being all tops. Because you had telekinesis for a bit. I'm a scientist. I want to know how. Just, have, it just like, even though now ET, because that's the end of the movie. ET leaves, but it would be good if, like, years later, they still got a connection where just every now and again, Elliot's just talking and he slaps himself. ET, <laughs> <laughs> e. you bastard! Purposely stubs his toe. Yeah. He's like, fuck you. Yeah, ET. ET is a great movie. I mean, I, I um. I texted you, James, earlier, didn't I? I was like, let's do E.T. because we haven't done it. It's a big yeah. 80s movie. It's one of the best. It's um, like the I, biggest. I watch it every year. You know, I do tend to... It is a movie that I revisit quite frequently. And we watched it this week with the purpose of knowing that we we're going to go a deep dive into it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's much longer than I remembered. No, I remember it being a long film, but I remember it, it's, it's an epic film. It's all, it's it's epic. all first act. Weirdly, it's not... Normally, at the at one of these kind of movies, they'd like hint that, that you know there's a big event coming, there's a prom, there's yeah, a big, builds yeah, up, and you've got to get there. And the third act is the long act that's drawn out. The, the third act of this movie is pretty quick, really. Mm. Yeah, in fact, most of it, most of it after the initial tease of like I'm here and and the the kind of like the cat and mouse between the two of them. When ET reveals himself to Elliot, sounds worse than me to <laughs> fucking that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> From there onwards, it, it is it is it is it's over pretty quickly. Yeah, it does seem like a, a heartwarming movie. It is it is it is like I say, and you know, you, you there are people that are like Die Hard originals that are like they took the guns out. Fucking so what? Like the, it, it doesn't does, seem does it to make a difference. It is a kids movie, but it's a kids movie that I think adults can enjoy. I think E. T. It belongs in the vault, James. It it is in the vault. It is in the vault. It is in the vault. Because um, Esther's, whilst we love Esther, she doesn't want this. <laughs> she doesn't need to see I'm just a freeloader, it's fine, it's fine. Well, no, no, if you want to join, obviously there's the baptism that we need to go through. Oh, dear God. We've got to watch No, but we could, come up, we could come up with like a kind of gauntlet of tasks. We could. Do you want oh. to do an interrogation, if you will? <gasps> Ask what her favourite film is. What's your favourite film? She, go on. There's so many. She, she can't even put them down. You are literally the blank canvas <laughs> in this podcast. You're welcome. It's because there's so many movies that you watch. You're like, do you know what? I bloody love that. Like, we went to go see The Duke. Is that what it's called? It was. And it was beautiful. And you watch that movie, you think, oh, it's amazing. And then you go to the next one, you're like, oh, I love this. This is amazing. I don't think you need to She's, have a favourite movie. I'm not hearing Die Hard, though, am I? Like, just, she has seen Die Hard, though. Yeah, I watched what? it. Christmas? 
Christmas Eve. It is a Christmas Eve. But I think it's one of those films that is so hyped that you have to love it, otherwise everyone will murder you. Well, you will, because he'll murder you. <laughs> <laughs> I had the audacity in episode one to say that uh-huh. it wasn't my favourite action movie, and I'm still, I still get hate mail from him. <laughs> got, yeah. oh, that's, that's my last episode you were, and the movie friend. Yeah, that's why yeah, I scratched yeah. off that James tattoo I used to have. <laughs> yeah, how is the scarring? Uh, it still bleeds, because I would, make it. Would you watch E.T.? Oh, for sure. Which means you get to watch it twice now. Mm. E.T. Is, it's a great movie. I loved it. I, think, I loved it. I think E.T. does something that not all films can do. And, and, and it's not, it's not, it's like, it captures the magic of a 10 year old, what it would be like to meet an alien. Yeah. And, 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 the, the, you know, not, not to, I, I, well, yeah, actually nowadays when I watch movies, I genuinely do think I can't wait to show my kid this film. Yeah. And this is one of those films. I cannot wait to show my kid this film. It sounds it's, like a legacy film. Is it? It's a legacy film. There are films that define genres and, you know, Maybe. And what was really weird, so this can sound stupid, when you talk alien film, you naturally think blowing up some sort of nefarious schemes. This alien came to fucking pick well, a flower. Well, every episode of Doctor Who, the aliens are there to, you know, kick ass and take names and yeah. take over or but, destroy. But this, but, one, but this one even played like, when you found out Steven Spielberg, when you finally found out that Steven Spielberg was doing another alien film after Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which again was a different kind of alien film, hmm. you were like, oh my God, E.T. could have could been a horror. Could, if you hadn't seen any of the trailers or anything for it... The oh, first, it's one of those, you changed one line, you could have turned this into so many other movies. The first 10 minutes, I genuinely thought this was like a slasher thing. I was like, I, I was like oh, right, the Elliot's going to get fucking spined. <laughs> this, I mean, that, that is, that's the 80s, that, yeah. and that's particularly Spielberg. This is that, that portalgeist era where with the right lighting and the right score and ambience and smoke, it, you make anything look fucking scary. The cul-de-sac mm. that this house is on is eerily scary. It does look like the last house on the left, you know, kind of which you go to. But that's what's amazing with film is that you can very easily turn something that's, oh, it's just a house. Just, just there, and suddenly you slowly pan into it. You slowly move around. The light dims, and holy fuck, you're terrified. Yeah. Et, I think it's probably a near perfect film. I, I think so. Um, and I, and I don't particularly like, it, but even I, it's a perfect film. It deserves to be protected. You've, you've got a child. Your child will see this. I think children always should see this film. Weirdly hard to get a copy of that. <laughs> For this, this amazing film. There's- well, it's not on streaming services, yeah. is it? You have to pay for this bad boy. Um, James, we are now in October. We are? Oh, it's Halloween soon. We've got Halloween coming up. It is. So we're going to have our annual spooktacular uh, play-by-play, which is always the highlight of the year, other yes. than Christmas. I think, I think the two big hitters for us are Christmas and, and the Halloween and special. Yeah, I mean, so that is coming up. We'll, we'll do like a special scenario that you'll put me in that I'll try to survive. I and do then, enjoy when you two quiz each other. And it then, is fun. Mm, and then in Christmas, we role the, play. We like a bit of role play. Yeah, we do. Especially if it's like, I mean, I know. <laughs> um, Bring your whip. <laughs> so what? Let me get to my joke about Christmas. And then at Christmas, we give away TVs. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we've got some big, big ones. I'm, I'm willing to do Hellraiser as one of our specials. Oh, you'll hate it. I know, well, that's what I'm going to do. It. That's an act of love, that No, is. it's not that. It's because there's something in it that I'll have to do. If it makes me watch oh, You'll have to lead on it, and I'll just... Oh, I'll just yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely do something, and we're going to have our fun one. I think I think this year, what I was thinking for October is, bit of wrong, we're in October now, when this episode drops. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. I, um, I, fuck it, I didn't realise. We'll have to get the old diaries out. So we will we'll do our play-by-play. I'm happy to do Hellraiser as a as a as a special feature. Mm. I also do want to do an episode though on the bit because last year we did like haunted dolls and we did like the paranormal and we yeah. did that kind of thing. <coughs> I do want to do the werewolf, vampire, mummy, the kind of the heavy hitter. We don't have to watch the films, but just talk about their like anthologies and stuff. I can't wait to watch Twilight again. 
Not me, mate. <laughs> All that glitter. Do you know, someone actually asked me that one time. I was like, when you do Twilight? I was like, never. <laughs> because fuck you, it's my podcast. Why would you do that one? <laughs> no, I reckon we should do Twilight, but we should... We should, we should change it. We should like this is the vampire that you should get. And this is what should have happened. This is what really would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> you right caught it. yourself and you got fucking ambushed by heart and fifty vampires. You were slashed off. Also, this is a point. If you were like a two hundred year vampire, what the fuck would you go to high school for? <laughs> <laughs> why, why is no one going? That fucker's been in this year for like twenty years. At what point is he going to graduate? The weirdo. Yeah. Also, He's literally there to pick up high school girls. What a fucking weirdo. I, I, my favourite thing about Twilight is that Anna Kendrick forgot she was in it. <laughs> yes. Oh, right, yeah. yes. And that, that's, that's, that's why she's a national treasure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, that's our show for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for downloading our ET special. If you haven't seen it for a while, do download it. Do check it out. Do revisit the magic. If you like the film or if you've got any thoughts, feelings or opinions that we didn't cover in this episode, don't forget to uh, write to us, comment to us, DM us. We probably won't read it yeah, because no, we've just not been on social media recently. We need to get back on it, James. We, we do. Um, Thank you, Esther. Yeah, we'll crack the whip. You guys can get on it. But um, yeah, thank you ever so much for downloading. If you like the episode, if you made you laugh, if you enjoyed it, don't forget to like, subscribe, get a new episode each and every week. Uh, And if I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye. Bye bye.